Welcome to Time Lapse, Season 5 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. In this season, we track how God works in and through our guests' lives over the course of time. In each episode, you will hear two interviews recorded about six months apart. Of course, we chat scripture, encouragement, and the character of God in both interviews. We dwell richly together in every season. We invite you, sister, no matter your current season, to come along for the journey. podcast. We have a Dayton Women in the Word alumni with us. The original Dayton Women in the Word. Daisy, welcome back. Yay, it's so good to be back. So good to be back. I was so excited when I saw that today was the day we were recording you. And you don't you guys don't know this, but we've actually been just chatting in the studio for like 20 minutes cuz we're so excited to see each other again. Um but for those of you who don't know Daisy, Daisy, would you just give us a brief intro of what God has you up to in this season of your life? Yeah, so um for those of you that haven't met me yet before, um I live in Dayton and the Lord has just a little bit stolen my heart for Dayton and that has been a a huge surprise actually. Mm -hmm. I didn't really expect that to happen since I've lived here for 10 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, I'm a mother of three now. That's a little bit nuts. Yeah, that's a little bit nuts. Daisy, do you remember on the first time I interviewed you and I thought you already had three kids? (laughs) Was that prophetic? Yeah, it was totally prophetic. (laughs) I mean, I knew the Lord was going to provide, but I didn't realize he was giving me hints along exactly. the way. Exactly. Somehow, I just knew. I just knew there was another one coming so sometime fun. down the That way. was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we little Juliet was um, born January 28th, and she's just been such a joy. Hmm. It's a huge blessing, I think, for the kids and for us and just the way that she came in and kind of brought our household to a halt Mm. and kind of a reset. And Mm -hmm. that has been a really fun, fun thing to kind of work through Mm -hmm. all of us together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of what's been happening so far. I don't know how in detail you want me to get yet. You know, we were just talking, um, Daisy is also a nurse part-time or PRN is part-time. Um, I'm not sure what the, the official terms are. But um, at a hospital that just recently closed, Good Sam, or it's closing, so that's part of your uh, journey right now as well, and um, working through transitions, she was telling me just how um, it seems, you were saying that a lot of people have been uh, jarred by that transition happening, and what have been your thoughts um, about walking through that with people? Yeah, Um, I think sometimes when... I want to be um, really nonchalant, like it's going to be fine, everything's going to be okay, mm-hmm. but then the Lord stops me mm-hmm. to really feel what people are feeling, mm-hmm. um, and I prepare myself. So mm-hmm. I knew going to work, like I found out when I was at BSF mm-hmm. that um, the hospital was closing, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because Josh also found out through like the media. Mm. And so I think a lot of that was very painful for everybody. Mm. But, um, I remember walking into the BSF lecture that day and it was everything that the Lord was saying (laughs) was about his hope and his future and the way that he was going to continue to grow us and make us into Mm. the people that he had already, um, created us to be. So Mm -hmm. my hope was already in the Lord has always been in the Lord and in my job, I I see it as a a ministry from the Lord. And Mm so, um, in my mind, I was just wondering what else Lord are you going to do and where are you going to take us now? Mm -hmm. Um, and so there are moments that I grieve the people that I won't get to work with, Mm -hmm. um, all the time, which that's really what makes my job Mm -hmm. exciting for me anyway, are the people that I get to see, Um, love and minister to and Mm -hmm. so um, it was hard to go to work because I knew that people were really upset and they Mm -hmm. you know their hearts were grieving for some of them the right things and some Mm -hmm. of them the wrong things Mm -hmm. and I think that was the hardest part for me is that I can't change somebody's heart like Mm -hmm. no you're you know you're grieving for the wrong thing yeah 
um, it's okay if buildings get torn down, mm-hmm. but you you will continue to do your work somewhere mm-hmm. else. Whereas they were thinking, you know, this building has so many memories, and mm-hmm. um, at the same time, what am I going to do now? This was my perfect job. You know, what am I going to become next? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I could see a lot of potential. Like, you can be anything, and you can become somebody even better than you were. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to say those things to people when they're grieving. Yeah. And so the Lord always. Um, helps me to yeah. stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really about a timing thing, you know. Like yeah. when, uh, when do you want me to say that, or do you want me to say that, or is it just a matter of just being with right. someone? And sometimes all I could do was give somebody a hug and yeah. say, "I'm so sorry." Yeah. And it, and some of the stories are so beautiful that were coming out that I didn't even know. Mm. So one of my friends, you know, her mom or her dad was born there, and then she was born there, and oh, then her daughter was yeah. born there. So it's just such a beautiful legacy but even if the building is torn down you know that legacy is going to continue so so some of those really cool stories I was excited to hear and sometimes I just stood next to somebody and just say said you know I'm I'm so sorry yeah um yeah and didn't say much else even though I wanted to keep talking yeah I just stopped myself a few times um Mm -hmm. Just not saying those platitudes that yeah. nobody really needs to hear at that time. Yeah. So I go back this weekend, mm-hmm. and every, a lot of things have changed. Coming you know, back from maternity leave. Right. Yeah. And so um, when I left, we were closing at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. While I was on maternity leave, we were closing in October. Now we're closing in August. Wow. And so it just keeps moving up. Expedited. Yeah. And so we're seeing things change and a lot more shifting and mm-hmm. and so it'll be exciting to go back and mm-hmm. see my people but mm-hmm. then also the people that were my people mm-hmm. some of them are not there anymore mm-hmm. so that's going to be hard mm-hmm. um you know the lord has really spoken to me through those halls um mm-hmm. i don't know if you have ever seen some of the pictures that i take from there you know i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna miss certain things mm-hmm. where i feel like I was able to meet with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss the chapel. I'm gonna miss the garden. I'm yeah. gonna, you know, I'm just gonna miss the hallways where the light hits a certain way, and yeah. it would always remind me of the God, you know, the Lord, our God, being the light of this world, and so just so many things that are a constant reminder of Him there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting. I'm going through a transition out of this place, but mm-hmm. going into that place was also a big transition mm-hmm. for me, and of course, it was right after another baby mm-hmm. and going part-time and leaving mm-hmm. my other people at another hospital and going to a new place that I've never been to before. Um, and I think, you know, the Lord does things in such great timing. There's echoes of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here. Throughout my whole life and even now, I, mm-hmm. I just get to go back and reflect on mm-hmm. His goodness. Mm-hmm. It was definitely His goodness that I came here, and I can mm-hmm. only imagine His goodness is what's bringing me somewhere new. Mm-hmm. And I just wish so hard that people had the same perspective. Yeah. That they really had their eyes fixed on the Lord and not on their circumstances. Because mm-hmm. it would help them to see all of the good that has happened up until now. Yeah. So that is the faithfulness that only, you know, his yeah. goodness will happen as well. Yeah, the the words that are just coming to my mind are my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Right. And just that your your phrase before that our that our hope is not in a building or right. even in a position, uh, you know, where I work or um Whatever, and as good as that hospital was for the community, we have a hope that is greater than that hospital. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the Lord has placed you, like, for such a time as this, to be able to be a... um, a sign of that hope to people who are going through that transition. Um, my own grandmother uh, was trained in that hospital. There's a picture okay. of her in her class. Oh, yeah, she was from Salina, Ohio, so she drove down to Dayton in a bus, like uh, an hour and a half, you know, to to go um, through the nursing training that mm-hmm. she um, uh, had before her. So there's some family history That's in awesome. that place as well. And yeah. it's like right across I the street know. from where I live. So it's going to be a little weird for me coming up the hill and not seeing, seeing it, it there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, man, what a good reminder that our hope yeah. isn't there. Right. Um, it's in Jesus. Yeah. And I'm just praying that, you know, the restructuring that they're going to do and the rebuilding yeah. will definitely bring so much hmm. joy and so many resources into the community mm-hmm. because so many 
resources are leaving. And so mm-hmm. I'm hoping and praying that, you know, what they're working through, the Lord will just guide the steps of those yeah. people yeah. Um, and bring them to the same mind yeah. to bring good things there. So to rebuild. Yeah. It reminds me of some echoes of Ezra and Nehemiah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just permanently placed in my mind from summer study last year. Um, so let's talk about God's word. How is it impacting your current season of life? What is God showing you through his word right now, Daisy? Um, I, you know, I was telling you about baby Juliet arriving and kind of like this reset button. Mm. Um, but the Lord has been doing that with my life for probably, I mean, gosh, it feels like forever, mm-hmm. but in the last two years, those two and a half years have really been about decluttering, simplifying, mm-hmm. being still. And all those things are really hard for me. Megan and I were just talking about <laughs> being still. <laughs> all of those things are really hard for me. I, by nature am yeah. like, rambunctious and wants to keep going and do and be and be busy like being busy is not a burden at times Mm -hmm. and I didn't recognize that for a while and Mm so um he's kind of doing the same thing you know preparing for baby Juliet I had to declutter Mm -hmm. I had to get a room ready for her and I seriously why did I have things from high school I don't even know (laughs) like how did they even make it all the way here from Conroe to Austin and then over here to a whole different state it was crazy so definitely just throwing things away um and just making space to breathe Mm -hmm. you know making space for new new things to Mm -hmm. happen and um the same things happened happened in my soul the same thing has happened um in my spiritual life you know just was so crowded and had so many things in it that I didn't have space to breathe. I didn't even know what to focus on. I was distracted by the good things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so um, refocusing and shifting my eyes to the only thing that matters, yeah. um, the Lord, mm-hmm. has been really hard, mm-hmm. has been really good, mm-hmm. and has been life-giving. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the things that grow from it, mm-hmm. and have, I have had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord has been doing that. But um, it still is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it just feels like um, the clarity that I long for mm-hmm. can only come through this simplification and mm-hmm. this making making space and making room. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I have had my other children as well, I've always read Hannah's words and Mary's words mm-hmm. differently, like so much more. Um, into the way that they prepared their hearts for their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I see them here and I think about Mary, mm-hmm. I think about Jesus as a baby, and, like, I hold these babies and I there's, you know, so much could happen. I mean, Jesus changed the entire course of the universe. Yeah. And so when he gives us the opportunity to invest in these um, little bitties' lives, mm-hmm. you know, I can't be busy. Mm. And so I really have embraced that. And this third baby took me a long time <laughs> to figure this out. I I took completely 40 days of just being home as mm-hmm. much as I could. Mm-hmm. I took my son to school. Sometimes mm-hmm. I forgot to go get him from school. But <laughs> nevertheless, thank God, people called me and I was able to go. But um, just being home. So mm-hmm. not starting things right back up. You know, in my mind, I was going to be at BSF like mm-hmm. the next week and all these things. Mm-hmm. But the Lord just kept slowing me down. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you know, he can put you in the hospital and slow you down or yeah. or he can just let you figure this out. And he out. really did that with Daisy? <laughs> yes, yeah. he did. And so mm-hmm. um, just seeing his goodness and all of that, mm-hmm. um, even through those hard times, glimpses of his provision and his grace um, yeah. through all of it. You know, people don't have to be so kind and gracious to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a job to do and things to take care of in a really busy day, but then they take the time out to do that, mm-hmm. to bring you cake, to bring you ice cream, mm-hmm. to get a card signed by everybody who doesn't know you, <laughs> <laughs> to tell you happy birthday, to bring you, mm-hmm. you know, a balloon so that mm-hmm. your room looks festive. Mm-hmm. Um, and all those things, he does them, mm-hmm. you know, even when you don't take the time to slow down. Yeah. So I've been doing that. Mm. Um, it's kind of hard to go back to work now. Yeah. And um, just kind of, even just yesterday, getting the kitchen situated, yeah. things go in the trash, and I don't need that much. Yeah. And things go away in a box to somebody else. So yeah. giving has been a huge part of this last few mm-hmm. months. 
Um, and it's been so great. It's mm-hmm. always been such a joy to do that, to mm-hmm. see other people's joy mm-hmm. in their face when they get something that they maybe had been wanting mm-hmm. um, and didn't know how they were going to get it. And, mm-hmm. and the same thing for me. You know, I've received so much. I've allowed mm-hmm. that um, beautiful relationship of Christ you know, believers in Christ and mm-hmm. to be able to take care of me in a time that I needed to be cared for mm-hmm. and to just let it happen without, um, you know, fighting it, fighting it yeah. or trying to make myself seem like I'm okay or yeah. I don't need help and mm-hmm. when I really did need help. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what's been happening right now. Mm-hmm. And the Word of God has played a huge role in that. When I can slow down, I can spend the time reading and I can spend the time reflecting. And I try to get busy so that I don't reflect mm-hmm. because reflecting is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of shows you the sin that you're trying to avoid. And um, one of the verses that has challenged me during this whole 40 days almost because I started reading um, a book called it called um, Finding White Space, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was talking about... Um, Matthew ten eight, where he sends them and, and sends them to do all of these amazing miracles and, you know, cast out demons and do all of these things. And then he says, freely you have received and freely give. And I hadn't really thought about that verse besides how the Lord, you know, comes into our lives and gives us so much. But sometimes I expect other people to give me things back. And I didn't even realize that about mm-hmm. myself. I thought... I love to give, and I really do. It's one of the greatest joys of my life. But then I started noticing that I was kind of upset when some people didn't do whatever or other people did things differently towards Mm -hmm. me when I thought it should have been done this way. And that was really hard Mm -hmm. to to come to terms with. And Mm -hmm. I thought, Lord, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what am I focusing my, my mind on? Why, Why am I expecting to receive back? And so just just re reset me, mm-hmm. redo my heart and help me not to focus on what I'm going to expect back, but to mm-hmm. freely give without mm-hmm. expecting anything mm-hmm. in return. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has been really a challenge mm-hmm. to continue to focus on that. So when I am giving mm-hmm. and when I am, you know, receiving from somebody that I don't expect myself to mm-hmm reciprocate in the same way mm-hmm. or um, expect them to give back to me in the same way that I've given to mm-hmm. them and so yeah because giving really becomes stressful when there's that mentality I've had that mentality many times and fight it just that like I can't I can't receive a gift because then I feel like it's an like it's an obligation put on me almost instead mm-hmm. of like a a true like gift right. and I, and then it makes me think about how the gospel is a true gift mm-hmm. and just reading through Hosea preparing for summer study I've realized that idols always cost something from us it always requires something yeah. a cost from us but Jesus paid in full like and so we can receive that it is truly a free gift because Jesus paid on our behalf. And so we can just, like, that's the difference between, like, it's weird to call, like, giving and receiving an idol. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like it is, like, a thing that, like, God asks us to do. Asks us to do, yeah. Um, but it can, the devil can certainly twist something good, you know, and, and that's his what he loves to do and so like to be able to recognize that and say like lord my heart's attitude is not is um, making an idol of something that's not you and i want to understand because i i do in my head but not in my heart Mm -hmm. that what it means to freely give right and i want to go back to the times when i did yeah and didn't expect anything and so yeah. Going back to those same moments of the Lord and I are giving, mm-hmm. but the Lord is the one providing. He mm-hmm. is my reward. I don't mm-hmm. need somebody else's reward yeah. in that moment. And yeah. and that has been a great thing. Yeah. It's been a really hard thing. Yeah, I'm because sure. Then, you're, then you find yourself again confronted with your sin and you mm-hmm. think, oh man, I thought we were past that. Yeah. Like, and it's those little bitty 
foxes, right, mm-hmm. that ruin the vineyard. And so mm-hmm. we just have to um, continue to ask the Lord to yeah. show me, yeah. Lord. And and that's, you know, one of the questions you, you guys asked were about what verses. And mm-hmm. that was a verse that was challenging me. And mm-hmm. it really goes hand in hand with, you know, know me, O oh Lord, and mm-hmm. show me. Um, if there's anything, any way yeah. that is, you know, leading me away from you mm-hmm. and, and show me with your word that you're going to lead me to life everlasting. And so, yeah. um, one of the other wor- verses that I love is from Psalm one nineteen ninety three that says, I will never forget your precepts mm. because they give me life. And so, um, that's, that's how I have felt in these mm. last, um, months and really for my whole life, um, the Lord has given me life through his word. Mm. Um, and I think being still and knowing that he is truly God instead of being still or being busy and mm. knowing that I am Daisy who can do all the things, <laughs> being still and knowing that he is God is way better. Yeah. Because even in Psalm 46, when you read that passage in verse 10, it talks about all the things that he did yeah. and all of the works. And when yeah. he, you know, when Moses told the people that in Exodus 14, 14, they are standing in front of this sea See, that needs... And people are coming after them. You know, yeah. and I, I just recently read that chapter, and they were like, weren't there graves in Egypt? Like, why would you bring me here? You mm-hmm. know, what would you bring us here to... Die. To yeah. die, you know, and the Lord tells them, you know, these Egyptians who you're going to see, you're never going to see them again. You just mm-hmm. have to be still. Mm-hmm. So hard. Mm-hmm. And you want to pick up your arms and defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and just being still and knowing that he is God mm-hmm. will really help me understand better where I'm going. Yes. Uh, like two thoughts came into my mind. is just that, um, that when we're not still, we feel a lack because we feel a lack of that presence with the Lord when we're not like still with him and um because of that then giving and receiving becomes um, twisted Mm -hmm. because you're not being filled up with all and there's no end to what the lord will give us i mean there's just it there's no lack when we're in his presence we're not lacking we lack no good thing right um so then we can freely give because we're good. Like we're so, we're more than good in his presence. We don't need anything else. Like, have you ever tried to get somebody a gift and you're like, what do I get them? They have everything they need, you know? And it's like really difficult. Um, but also kind of like just that, that sense of just, I don't need anything because I have all good things in the, in the Lord, that that becomes a real, a really beautiful process to give to others. And then I think like, the second thing about being still is that you said, like, I, I so want to defend myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that because every time, in, especially in our culture, we have so much going on. And every time I have to say no to someone, I feel like I have to defend right. myself. And that's kind of the thing you said, like, for 40 days I didn't. I... I did nothing but take my kid to school and, um, like, did you feel the need to defend yourself in that space and time? Um, and like, how did you deal with those thoughts? Well, I think sometimes the expectations were, well, um, I mean, it's been, you know, three weeks Mm -hmm. or two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, shouldn't you be able to, Mm. well, no, Mm -hmm. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm not going to do it that way this time. Mm-hmm. But even then, I mean, it's really interesting that you would ask that question because I had to defend myself against myself. Yeah, you know? I feel like you're, you're the so, person yeah. that was arguing that in your mind. Yeah. So I had to tell myself, it's okay mm-hmm. to not go. Yeah. It's okay to say no. Yeah. Um, it's okay to not do. And and at the same time, you know, part of me was like, oh gosh, I would love to be out there and, mm-hmm. and doing, but defending myself... Mm-hmm. Um, did not necessarily come from myself. You know, mm-hmm. the Lord had to strengthen me in that. Mm-hmm. He had to be the one to give me the courage to say, you know, no, I can't go. Mm-hmm. Even if I wanted to, mm-hmm. even if I could make it happen, even if mm-hmm. all the things have aligned and mm-hmm. I can walk out the door on time, mm-hmm. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to rest in that. I'm going to rest in the fact that the Lord has 
given me rest and he is the one that is my rest Mm -hmm. and I don't have to do anything else. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we were talking about this transition and earlier I told you about the transition from another hospital to Good Mm -hmm. Sam. So from the Valley to Good Sam, I was in a really interesting situation Mm -hmm. with a really, um, like, feeling really attacked and really my reputation being put on the line and you know one of the things that we normally value is our reputation Mm. um and I had to let go of it Mm. because whatever was said was said Mm -hmm. and I wanted to defend myself Mm. and so uh, my husband wanted to defend me uh you know he wanted to write a letter hire a lawyer you know all kinds of things scary I don't want to do any of that I don't even know anybody to hire so (laughs) um and I remember just praying Lord I want to write this letter Mm -hmm. and I want to write the wrongs and I want them Mm -hmm. to know what hard work I did and how well how well I did my work and how Mm -hmm. much of my life I poured into it and I remember him telling me you know I am your reward Mm -hmm. but Lord it's been an injustice Mm -hmm. you know my reputation is on the line I'm going to send a letter and write all the wrongs Mm -hmm. and then he then he gave me that verse be still and Mm -hmm. I will fight for you Mm -hmm. and I will defend you it's you know and so it was just a really um really great question to remind me about he is Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. my defender and I don't have to defend myself um, against why I do or don't do things mm-hmm. and I don't have to say I can say no without adding to mm-hmm. it now mm-hmm. it's a really a practice because I do want to say it's because I have this this and this and I'm so sorry you know I can't yeah. make it happen as opposed to you know Jesus just asked us let your yes be yes and, and your no be no, no. He yeah. didn't say give a justification yeah as to why you can't do it and oh, that's interesting I've never thought about that verse in that way you know like just just say your yes and your no and right. allow the Lord to, you know, defend you. And and, and if you read on in that verse and then it says, and anything else aside from that is not from God. Mm. You know, it's it actually says it's from the devil. So it's mm. kind of hard, like, you know, when we use our yes and our no and push it aside for all the justifications of yeah all the words and all the things. You know, how many times are we speaking yeah. out of line, really? yeah. yeah. Well, Daisy, we have to wrap up soon, but when, can I just ask, like, when do you feel like it's time to say, like, yes, when do you act then? You know, when God is calling us to be still, how do we make that decision to move and, you know, still be still at the same (laughs) time? (laughs) Yes. Um, In certain parts of my life, I feel like I have been sitting forever. Mm -hmm. And um, in other parts of my life, I feel like he's been giving me yeses. So so you look for the little yeses, I I think is what I would say. You look for the immediate in-between yeses, the small ones, the unseen ones. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we say no to those to say yes to the bigger ones Mm -hmm. that take up all of our time Mm -hmm. and our energy and, you know, all these other little you know, little big things mm-hmm. that kind of pull us from paying attention to the to the yeses that are right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he continuously calls me to the table. Mm-hmm. He has been calling me to the table for, for really forever. Like the table mm-hmm. has been a sign of his goodness mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I moved out of my parents' home to go to college, the vision that came to my mind was that he had set a table for me. Mm-hmm. And he had set this table for me, and he had introduced himself to me like I'd never known him to be before. Mm. And so since then, he continuously calls me there. And so I use the table as a kind of like a grounding place. Mm. Um, I continue to invite him there, and Mm. I continue to invite people there. And I meet him when I meet them Mm. um, there, too. I see him in them. I understand him better. Um, I get to see glimpses of him that I wouldn't gotten to see when I'm by myself. Mm. Um, and so you just say yes to him <laughs> first, and then you say yes to his word, and then you, you say yes to spending time in prayer. And so prayer for me has become at times like, save me, Lord, <laughs> I'm drowning. <laughs> um, and then other times has been a sweet time of being still Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've been avoiding it mm-hmm. because I know that when I sit still, I'm going to be confronted with all of my lack. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forget that 
when I sit still in his presence, he becomes my everything. Mm-hmm. And so then I lack nothing like we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are, those are the only ways. Yeah. And so I feel like when I have said yes to him first and mm-hmm. foremost, and then I've said yes to his word and I've said yes to spending time with him, I'm okay to say no mm-hmm. again to something that I want to go back mm-hmm. to even, mm-hmm. you know, just talking about BSF and um, the year ending and the new year starting or when I see your email about all of the job openings. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I really want to say yes to them. <laughs> I know. I want to say yes to things. Yeah. And so, and, and what a beautiful Lord we serve mm-hmm. because I can't, he has not, I don't feel that he has said yes to go back to things or to pick up where I left off on certain things. But then he gives me opportunities Mm. to still be, you know, a part of it. So I'm sitting here with you guys and I get to speak to you guys and I get to speak um, his word you know, out loud. Yeah. And then at the same time, I get to read Hosea with you guys Woo-hoo! way in advance. Like, <laughs> not even thinking about Hosea, That's but so then, awesome. you know, get to read Hosea and, yeah. get, you know, get to pen down some things that yeah. he's bringing to my mind and some really hard questions that he was asking me even still, you know, yeah. and, and that's, yeah. those are blessings from him. So yeah. it's those little yeses, you know, whereas I could have been Oh, absolutely not, because yeah. I can't do anything with them. Well, that's not what he asked me. You know, right. He just asked me to declutter yes. and to pay attention to where he's leading me. Yeah. And let this uh, even podcast be a testimony to say, like, when you say no to your sisters in Christ, like, this is how it looks. It's not a no to being your sister. It's a let's support each other in saying yes to the best thing. Right. And, and you know, however that shakes out, we can trust the Holy Spirit's right. lead in each other's lives right. and, and cheer each other on in that. Yeah, sense. and it brings a lot more joy yeah. than, you know, saying yes to something you're not supposed to say yes to mm-hmm. at the moment and toiling. Yeah. Then it just feels like toiling and yeah. striving as yeah. opposed to a joyful time. Man, well, I'm excited to catch back up with you for the second interview and kind of see how God continues that lesson in your life and and see, you know, as you enter back into the workforce and all that, how um, he still is still inside of you as you are moving. Right, right. So beautiful. Thanks, Daisy. Yes, thank you, guys. Last time we spoke with Daisy, we talked about the tension we feel between being still and moving and what we do when we are in transition in our life. So over the next half of our recording, you are going to hear from Daisy how she has navigated through those decisions with the Lord as she continues to grapple with transition, but also how God stays the same throughout our constant transitions. Listen in. Daisy, welcome back. Thank you. What, bring us up to speed, what has changed or remained the same since we chatted at the beginning of this year? Well... I thought about that question earlier, and I thought, nothing has changed, and everything has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell me the nothing and everything. (laughs) So the nothing part, I think, for me, um, just has been trusting in the Lord and in His goodness for our family, and um, at the same time, I say nothing, but everything has changed. So at this moment... Um, I have two kids in school, and it's strange. And that's a transition, right? Because you had one child in school before. Yeah. Okay. I had only one, and then the girls were with me, um, and it was kind of hard to let go of Giselle not being Mm -hmm. with me, but she was so ready. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was not going to have it anyway, so she was (laughs) was going to go. Yeah, she was going to go to school. But, um, and in, in the... When I see the baby now, who is going to be eight months mm-hmm. this this week, she's riding around, you know, almost like now I have to worry about her crawling up to the stairs. Like I didn't have to worry about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and stuff like that. So it's it's been so much growth happening in their little lives that it's... Yeah, I was just laughing because before the episode, you were we were talking about being still and how you can be still and still moving at the same time. <laughs> so now I'm I'm physically picturing you, you know, I'm being still as I'm running after my eight-month-old. Yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's kind of how things have felt over these eight months. But um, they seem to have flown by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I say that a lot just mm-hmm. for my own life. When I, when I celebrated the kids' birthdays, um, eight and five, it's, it was almost unbelievable. Like, how mm-hmm. can I really have an eight-year-old <laughs> and an eight-month-old? Like, right. this is not – he's still supposed to be eight months yeah. old, you know. This so. is supposed to be him, so, yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so um, in that aspect, it feels like everything has been changing mm-hmm. rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, I feel like the Lord still remains with me in the same way, in a new way, and at the same time in a mysterious way mm. where he's he's such a mystery mm. to me. And um, it's been fun to kind of pay attention to that, mm-hmm. you know, of like, okay, things are changing, but they're not yeah. changing. God is the same. Right. God. But he's revealing to him, himself to me in different ways through my seasons changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate with yeah. that a lot. And when my son Titus was born, which has almost been four years now, that's really when he started to reorient my heart towards his word. And so, and then Dayton Women, the word, you know, came shortly after that. But so for me, I measure some of my growth from his life starting. Mm -hmm. So so when it's like, oh, not only are you about to be four, which is crazy, but also like my renewed walk with Jesus is about to be four too. Like, has it been really four years since God made that transition in my heart. Yeah, it has. And that's like, praise God, he's just been building yeah. ever since. Yeah, so. so fun you should say that. When Sam was born, I felt like I needed an outlet for like all these thoughts of motherhood and things that were happening in my life. Um, and I started this blog, which I never really, um, I don't know, I just... I love to write, but mm-hmm. I haven't been taking the time to write. But the blog is called Graceful Becoming. Mm-hmm. And it's from, you know, the verse in Colossians until we all are all moving to mm-hmm. the same rhythm. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking about that this morning. So when I when I mark that space, too, it has to do with Sam mm-hmm. and me moving in the same direction. And we're both growing and this and the growth is slow and the growth is fast at the same time, you know, but just always checking back in with that thought every year throughout the year about gracefully becoming I'm gracefully becoming who he wants me to be and mm-hmm. not just staying stagnant or thinking that I'm becoming who I want to be mm-hmm. um, and how sometimes we may see that, oh, you know, I have kids now, so I can't be whatever. Yeah. But he is gracefully through his grace, making me who he wants me to be yeah. through the kids, with the kids, right. through my husband, with right. my husband, you know. so There has never been a more sanctifying thing to me than motherhood. And I feel like that is so, you know, it coincides for me with God showing me that um, who he wants me to be as well. You know, I feel like it's an either or usually we're tempted to think we have to give ourselves completely up but I think it's like becoming more into the image of who God created us to be and he uses our kiddos to help us in that it it feels very like counter that when I think we first transition into motherhood Um, or if you don't have kids I think maybe um, there might be a transition for you where you felt like uh, Lord, I didn't think this is where you had me going, mm-hmm. you know, and I just pray that he shows you that, that whatever he's, he is, um, doing in your life is helping you become more close to his image and not, uh, further away from it. So what truth do you know now, Daisy, that you would want to tell yourself in that first interview? Um, so, uh, in that first interview, I was, you know, got a chance to go back and listen to it, I was, you know, thinking about how the Lord was calling me into all of these transitions. Mm -hmm. But the truth that I would have told myself then uh, would have been, actually, you're always in transition. So Mm. don't think that 
there's a time that lapses mm-hmm. and then you start over into another transition. Like mm-hmm. you're always in transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just happened to be that I was going to continuously be continuously be in those transitions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been in transition for a long time. So um, <laughs> I really I, resist that. I mean, I really <laughs> have trouble. Like I, that is so true, Daisy. It, I just, you know, in my flesh, maybe I just want to be in comfortably in one spot and say, I've arrived here and be done. But that's not true. God has uh, us always moving in some capacity or people around us are moving in some capacity and that's hard. Yeah. And I think we see it very evidently in the way that the seasons change Mm -hmm. in the way that the flowers bloom. Mm -hmm. You know, we think the flowers are blooming in spring, but the Mm -hmm. flowers have been blooming all through winter. Yeah. And, but we just weren't seeing that growth. And so the transition is constant and, Mm -hmm. you know, I love, um, Grace Laced. Hmm. She is, so I've got her planner right here. I know. Yeah, we have the same one. <laughs> she is just so wise. And she, yeah. when she put out her first book, the print that came with the book was you don't have to be kind of like showing basically, mm. but you don't have to be blooming to mm. be growing. Mm. Those those um, those fruits don't have to be showing mm. themselves up. And so, um, you know, I thought when we meet again, I'm going to be done transitioning yeah. <laughs> these things will be done yeah. and I'll be you know in the next spot but um yeah no to be comfortable and resting in that transition mm-hmm. um you know, our bodies tell us a lot more than we want to actually mm-hmm. take into account and so my body has just been telling me all kinds of things and so <laughs> I feel like the transitions are um continuously happening. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I've been feeling a little bit like the woman with the, um, with the, um, issue of blood Mm. that touches the, the garment, just the edge of his garment. And Mm. so I really literally have been praying that verse to him in Mm. uh, Mark 5, 27 through 29. So Mm. verse 28, if I touch even just his garment, I will be made well. So even Mm. if I could just touch his garment, and I've literally been praying that to him, as my body goes through these different transitions of uh, healing and restoration and then back to healing again because Mm. something else is now not healed. And so, Mm. you know, all these different things that happen. Um, And so just being able to say to him, if I just touch your garment, Mm. I will be made well. Mm. And then immediately power comes out of him. And so I just want to to believe him in that, mm-hmm. that he truly does hear me mm-hmm. every time. So yeah, I would tell myself, like, yeah. don't sit waiting, yeah. um, Reach just out to waiting yeah. for mm-hmm. the next thing to feel mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. But instead, as you are going mm-hmm. in the way, on the way, in the midst of all these people, mm-hmm. just reach out and mm-hmm. touch and touch his garment. Yeah, man, that must have taken a lot of, like, I don't know if it was, I, I don't know, somehow they knew. I mean, I don't know, I have to go back and read, like, if she revealed that she had been bleeding for 12 years, or if that was just, like, somehow the narrator Known, just knew yeah. that. Um, or if it was, like, embarrassingly clear, you know well, what I mean? and remember that we are still under the law in that period. So mm. she had to be probably Separated. even calling herself impure as mm. she was walking through the people because she was constantly oh, wow. bleeding. I didn't even so, think about that part. you know, yeah. they – it is definitely – she mm. should not have even been there to mm. touch his garment. She mm-hmm. was – breaking the law, mm-hmm. you know, to be even in that big of a crowd surrounded wow. by people. So. And Jesus like stopped, like he knew, he knew. Right. Um, and so I feel like that's a clue for us too. Like he'll, he stops, like he, he knows when we're reaching out to him and he, um, responds to that. And that, that gives me great hope for when we reach out to Jesus. For sure. So what has God taught you about his character or his ways? since the first interview? So, um, gosh, I feel like this has been so good for me to really 
reflect, to think about things that have happened. Um, so many times we just go straight through the year yeah. and we want to reflect everything at the end of the year right. or the beginning of the new year. And right. then you're like so overwhelmed that you stop, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. oh, forget it. I can't yeah. go back and remember everything that happened. But this has been so good to go back and just snippets of his character that have kept coming up. Um, you know, there have been times when I just wanted to say, I mean, there have been times when literally every other hour I say, I am just so tired of this. Mm -hmm. I just want to stop this Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Um, gosh, I feel like I say that all the time and, Mm -hmm. and I would hate to think of myself as a complainer now, not going to like throw myself any like, you know, halos or anything. I'm definitely prone to wander and complain. And so, um, and I just hear that frustration that's so common in our hearts. Like, Oh, like, why is it like, why is this this way? And why won't this stop? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then he slowly reminds me and, and he uses different things to remind me mm-hmm. of his goodness of, the way that he created me to be is just the way that he wants me Mm -hmm. to be. It's not, I don't have to change for him Mm -hmm. to be with me. Um, And so his character definitely becoming the thing that I, you know, fix my eyes on, Mm -hmm. that he never changes, that he truly says, he, what he truly says is true. Mm -hmm. He is who he says that he is. And that makes me, who I am. And so going back to being still, what does that mean in his character? And I love discovering this new um, phrase of that in the Hebrew. You know, I don't get to study Mm -hmm. the Hebrew, but when I see it, I'm always enraptured by it. But Mm -hmm. so to be still, the Hebrew word for be still is, I'm I'm assuming Rafa, which means loosen your grip and relax. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And no is yada, which means to personally experience. Hmm. And so in my in my um, six months that have passed to see his character continually asking me to loosen up and hmm. to let go. And then I will know him, hmm. you know, personally, personally experiencing him personally. Um, so many things have happened in that. You know, little things that I would have taken for granted before I've seen come to pass and really just accept his graciousness in it. Um, just the grace that he pours out mm-hmm. towards me in the in the fact that I want to not, I, I don't want to be tired anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think about this, this, and that, but mm-hmm. I just want to be, you know? Yes. <laughs> you think that. You think that every once in a while, and he says, you already are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're about to go on vacation in a couple weeks, and we really do need it. But I feel like that's a temptation for me right now is to be like, oh, I just have to wait until vacation to be and be still. And mm-hmm. um, when the reality is he's causing, he, he's calling me to loosen my grip now in, and trust him and know him, like you said. And, um, I feel like that's something we, we sort of, it's, it's good to have those specific times of respite, but also we can take away from those times that we can also experience that peace with him at all times. Yeah. Right. No matter what we're doing. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I don't sit down and then have like this epiphany and Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. And then the rest of my day is like, I'm floating on a cloud or anything. Sometimes they happen in the moment when I have just lost it. Hmm. And after that, I don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like I've blown it again. Mm -hmm. So what is the point of this? Mm. Or, you know, in the moment when, um, everything seems to be going so fast Mm -hmm. that I don't want to go with it. Mm-hmm. I want to stay right here and <laughs> let it all keep going yes. without me. Yeah. Um, and then he comes alongside me, mm-hmm. still waits with me and then takes the first step with me. And so I think that has been good for me mm-hmm. because before I always wanted to wait, mm-hmm. like 
why isn't it happening in this moment? Mm-hmm. And sometimes in this season, I haven't really even been able to wake up mm-hmm. the way that I want to wake up or in the moment that I want to wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, my body has not, that's not what my body can do right now. Mm-hmm. And so that has been strange mm-hmm. because I want to push it to mm-hmm. where you And it's need. like God is like not. <laughs> and he's like, actually, no, he's no. not going to do that. Right. Yeah. So then it just like, totally deconstructs what you think you should be doing Mm -hmm. and so am I still Mm -hmm. am I still being a true Christian if it doesn't look the way that I think it's supposed to look and and thankfully the Lord says yes in in this moment I will carry you and he doesn't ask you about the next moment yet until we are past this moment together yeah I feel like we have to trust his expectations of us too that they're not necessarily our expectations of us like I don't know I've been really tired lately um and just because I'm pregnant and I have three other little kiddos and stuff so it's like I have physical limitations that I cannot you know, before when people would say like sleep when the baby sleeps I would be like haha funny and like push through and I just, this is just not an option. Like I cannot push through. There is like a wall that I've hit and I'm a very energetic person. So it took me a long time to get to this point, but here I am like set on my, you know, uh, fourth kiddo in my household, um, third pregnancy, but, um, I can't do it anymore. I like physically can't do it. When my kids go to bed, I go to bed. Um, and, that's one of those things that I've been humbled by because when I read um, the widow's might passage, I saw myself as the person that was actually the widow who was poor because I have a poverty of energy right now. Mm-hmm. And I felt like God was saying like to me, um, you are expecting, like you're calling what I've given you, you know, these two pennies I've given you of energy, which I feel like, but it's not true. You know, it's, it's beautiful. What he's given me is beautiful and I'm not calling it enough, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not trusting him with that and thanking him for it. Like he doesn't call me to be rich in energy to serve him. He just calls me to be thankful for what he's given me and to give it back to him. And so that's what I'm doing. And so like when I lay down, I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know. It doesn't feel like enough, but I'm going to trust you that it's enough because that's what you've given me. I'm not going to call your gift that you've given me not enough, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of been a challenge for me lately is to like loosen my grip in that, in Mm -hmm. that way of um, literally laying down, (laughs) Right. which I know won't always be the case, but it is, it's, it's a literal, uh, it's a literal God telling me to be still like he's, he's not allowing you to wake up, you know, like those moments where his hand is literally stilling us. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, you know, last time we talked about how he did that and I had to go, you know, back to the hospital after I had the baby. Mm-hmm. And this time, um, it's so interesting because in the being still part, mm-hmm. at the end of the last conversation that we had, you asked me, like, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you say yes? When do you start to say yes? How do you know if you're supposed to say yes? Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully, he didn't take me back to the hospital this time. <laughs> but um, he took me somewhere very different. I did not expect to find myself mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form um, planning an event mm-hmm. at all this mm-hmm. year. Actually, it was like going to be my year off. So, um, because I had basically had the year off being pregnant, having the baby around the same time that we had done if gathering, I was not in charge of an event. And so, um, he had brought other people to be in charge. And so, um, trusting him in that when, when he, when I said yes, and I didn't go back and re- think things all the time. I didn't Mm -hmm. say like, oh, maybe I should have said no. Maybe this is, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I just said yes to him and I will go wherever you want me to go Mm -hmm. with this. And then being able to be still in that and let go of certain Mm -hmm. things. So when I'm planning an event and it's forming in my mind, I have all of these expectations and none of them are put on other people. They're all put on me. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes I have gone to a very unhealthy place. Like mm-hmm. they all have to come to pass mm-hmm. or the event is not 
what it was supposed to be, mm. no matter what anybody else says. Mm. But I, during this time of planning the podcast live event, I just kept praying and thinking about as I am still in your presence in like literal ways, because mm. somehow you knew that I was going to say yes, and then that my body was going to start to unravel. So <laughs> what, is, what is happening? Yeah. You know, I, you know, maybe I, I misunderstood, mm. but at the same time, being able to be still mm. and letting go mm. and not grasping onto, you know, the desires of whatever I had mm. put on myself, but dreaming and then watching him do what he wanted to do and bringing the people that he wanted to bring mm-hmm. and trusting him instead of just, th- you know, throwing my hands up then and mm-hmm. saying, well, this isn't working. Right. Yeah. It'll be whatever it'll be. But yeah. actually thinking things through and um, utilizing time in a different way mm-hmm. and not always feeling like I have to be present for everything mm-hmm. that has to take place, mm-hmm. but actually trusting yeah. the other people that he had brought into my life to also help me with that. So, um, yeah, it Praise has, the Lord. yeah, I it, feel like that's really cool. Cause from, from, I mean, I, I'm not, I guess I shouldn't say from the outside cause I was from the inside, but I was just like looking in on that process that you had with the Lord. It didn't seem like anything had been like let go of at all. I mean, it just seemed like the Lord had really, um, it was so beautiful. I can't even, there's no words for it, but it was just, you know, I can't, it's cool to, to hear the inward blessings and to see the outward blessings at the same time. Yeah. 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 And when I remember telling Lindsay, um, do you know how God gives me all my, the desires of my heart? And mm-hmm. Lindsay and I have worked together on projects for gosh, I guess three years or so now. And so somehow when we work together, things come to be mm-hmm. that I have dreamt about and not mm-hmm. really known how it's going to come to be. Mm-hmm. So her and I go back and forth with, do you know how God always gives me the desires of my mm-hmm. heart? So little things that came to pass even up to the yeah. um, event, yeah. which, you know, not everybody knows or and maybe not anybody knows, mm-hmm. but in my heart, there was something that was said, and then I thought, I want this. Yes. And then I said, well, it's fine. I'm going to let go because yeah. I can't, I cannot physically do that. Yeah. And then somehow he provides for it to come yeah. to pass. And so it's been really fun. Well, that kind of happened to, to initially start the event process because a year ago, October of 2017, I said, Lord, I would love to do a live podcast event. But it was getting to be like May of this year. And we didn't have anybody to plan it. So I just said, okay, God, like, it seems like you don't want this to happen and that's okay. Um, And then, you know, I just reached out to Daisy and she prayed on it and it was like, okay, Lord, I guess you do want this to (laughs) happen. Like, you know, it was one of those things. Like, it was like, it's always, you know, I hate, I don't know if that narrative is always true, but there's, there is, you know, in that people say that a lot about their singleness, you know, like. I prayed and I was content and then God brought me a spouse as if that was like the, the, um, and that happens. I do get that that happens, but as if that was the goal, but I feel like really what he was teaching both of us is just like to trust him and like, and if it didn't have happened, didn't happen, I feel like he would have brought me to that same place because he's faithful and that's what he wanted to do in my heart and it sounds like that's what he wanted to do in your heart yeah yeah so so cool yeah so in between all of that thinking about um his word Mm -hmm. you know as we go through these different things um one of the verses that he has continuously been bringing to my mind is taste and see that the lord is good (laughs) and so when when i think about that verse, I think he wants us, all of our senses to be involved. Mm. And I think it's one of the beauties of him allowing me to have this desire to make things beautiful where people meet to encounter him because when we encounter him, all of our senses are involved. Mm. It's not just our mind. It's not just our heart. And it's not this platonic thing, like Mm -hmm. everything. Our eyes want to see him. Our hearts long for him. Our ears Mm -hmm. want to hear him. We want to taste him. We want Mm -hmm. to taste 
his goodness. And um, through this event, when I'm going through something like this, I want to do that with him. I mm. want to taste and see his goodness. Mm. Otherwise, I will miss out on the purpose of the event. Mm. If I am thinking about this is what I need to do next, and so mm-hmm. what I need to do next, yeah. and, and just stopping to say, Lord, no matter what happens at this meeting or at this place or what this sponsor says or doesn't say, at the end of the day, I want your name to be made mm-hmm. famous, and mm-hmm. I want people to come to a place that feels and sees and tastes and just embodies their whole body mm-hmm. to be able to experience you in a different way. Mm-hmm. So um, the other verse that he brings through all every time, because there's so many things that happen in this world that seems to us we're waiting for the next world, right? Mm-hmm. But it's that waiting that gives us the the sense of actually it is him that we want. Hmm. As we wait, it is him that we want, and he is available now. Hmm. And it's that verse that says, you know, and we will see the Lord in the land of the living. Like we were, we will mm. actually experience his goodness in the land of the living. So mm. it's not just about the after. Hmm you know, after death or after life or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's actually that now now he wants us to experience him Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And so um, in these last six six months has been a continual reminder of that. And and sometimes just as I walked up the stairs and then was out of breath or, Mm -hmm. you know, just as I could no longer stay awake past 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And all of these different things are happening. Mm-hmm. I will see his goodness mm-hmm. in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. It's not just something that I'm waiting for to happen, but actually continuously yeah. is happening in the underground, in the you know places yeah. that we don't get to see every time. Wow, that sounds like a promise, mm-hmm. Daisy. I think that's a promise that we can um, believe in and end on today even that that we will see his goodness in the land of the living. And um, I certainly saw that through the event you planned, but I also see that you're right. Like in my everyday life, you know, what would be your encouragement to those who want to see him now in the land of the living? You know, how do we experience God now, Daisy, right here, right now? Um, For me, it happens when I let myself be, human. Hmm. So then I remind myself through the word, there is now no condemnation for Hmm. those who are in Christ Jesus. So it's when I'm trying to perfect myself and trying to make myself become who I think I should be that I miss out on seeing his goodness in the land of the living because Hmm. I'm almost kind of against him, right? Hmm. I want the things that I want to happen. Hmm. And so when I let myself be human, I then can boast in his, in his strength. Yeah. and boast in my weakness mm-hmm. um, because in my weakness then he is strong Amen. and that is so hard for me mm. because I want to be strong mm-hmm. I want to be I want to be independent and I want to have everything together mm. <laughs> me too so um, <laughs> when I just let myself yeah. be mm-hmm. human be the child of God that he wants me to be I can I can laugh a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and then be able to see him in the land of the living I can actually enjoy what I'm doing instead of just doing things because Mm -hmm. they have to be done Mm -hmm. you know I can actually see the beauty in that situation Mm -hmm. without having to see it three months later like oh well if I had been looking you know I but actually when I'm looking I'm looking for how I'm seeing his goodness and you know in the land of the living and and holding on to that promise of even though, and Giselle has been reciting this to me, so she must have been <laughs> learning this at school right now, and and she keeps saying, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they are going to be thrown into the fiery furnace, and they say, we will trust in the Lord, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't save us, you know, mm-hmm. and so even if that situation does not turn out, the way that I think it's supposed to turn out, I will trust that because I will see his goodness, mm. 
there is something there that I may not have seen if everything turns out the way I want it to turn out every every day. And so trusting him does not sometimes um, require us to do something. Sometimes it just requires us to let go of mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And that has been just so hard. Yeah. But it has been very life-giving. So, mm-hmm. you know... Um, when, when we come to him in prayer, we still believe in miracles. We know that he will do what he says he will do. Mm-hmm. And then to trust him that even if he doesn't do it in the way that I think it should be done, mm-hmm. he is who he says he still is. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Yeah. And Daisy, I like you as a human. <laughs> <laughs> I see Jesus in you. Yeah, I feel like I, I just... I want to affirm my friends with that more often, like when my, and especially like my co-laborers in Christ too, because we, it is a labor and it feels heavy a lot of times, but just for us to, to help each other let go and like loosen our grip and say, Hey, I like you as a human. I like Jesus in you. He's strong in you, you know, and, and give each other that, that grace and permission to be, um, seeking him and reaching out to him while we're bleeding, you know what I right. mean? And to uh, know, yeah, to know that the growing pains of growth mm-hmm. are not just to make us think, oh my gosh, yeah. this is hard, yeah. but actually to let us see that as we grow, mm-hmm. those pains have to do with the fact that we're stretching and becoming gracefully mm-hmm. into who he wants us to become. Mm-hmm. Not, they're not the things that hold us down, but the things that should push us closer and closer to becoming more like him. That's rich. That's where I want to end today. That's beautiful. <laughs> Praise God. Easy. Praise the Lord. Thanks for being with us again, my friend. Yes. My human Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our heart for you is that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. We'd love to connect with you on our website, DaytonWomenInTheWord.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. In the meantime, we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16-17 over you. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.